Hello, and welcome to another episode of Time Between Times Storytelling, with me, Owen Staten. Welcome to this place where tales are traditionally told at the Time Between Times. I'm so glad that you have decided to take the time to spend it with me, here at the fire pit, at the heart of the forest. In only a matter of a few weeks, I will be celebrating a special milestone, and I would love if you would take the time to let me know what your favourite tales have been over the last couple of years of this podcast. I am going to mark this special occasion with a special double episode, and the two tales with the most votes will be told again by me at the heart of the forest. So anyway, that is for the future. Today we travel across the world. You have had tales from Wales, you have had tales from England, from Scotland, from Ireland, but we have never had a tale from the heart of Texas. I want to thank my friend Jay Arnold from the Veteran Wargamer podcast for sending me the fantastic book Haunted Texas by Alan Brown. Now, I have been lucky enough to travel to Texas twice during the last 15 years, and they have been two of the greatest times of my life. I love the Lone Star State. So today, we are going to walk a little further, delve a little deeper into the realms of imagination, and travel across the sea to the land of promise. We travel to Texas. Get up from the fireplace, my friends. Relax. Put on your coat. Close your front door and walk down the pathway. You reach the road. The cars are speeding by. A noisy motorbike revs its way down the road. You take a right turn and walk towards the forest. It looms in front of you like a gigantic shadow, but it holds no fear. For inside is a place of wonder. Inside its winding, wisping paths, you will find a place where tales are told. You step on the crunchy leaves that lead into the woodland. Take the path that twists and turns around and around to the place you know well, the fire pit at the heart of the forest. As you approach it, you can hear the chatter of your comrades, your friends, your neighbours and family, some who have long ago left, but they are here to keep you company. They raise a greeting as you step into the clearing. The fire is flittering and flying, and all around you can see the shadows of tales gone by. Both the sun and the moon share the same space in the sky, for now it is the time between times, the time when it's neither night nor day. But the sun has gone, and the sky is grey. The time when the veil between our world and the fairy world grows wafer, wafer thin. 
so thin that for a few moments, and just a few moments, you can step into the realm of fairy, and they can step into our world. Now is the time that people see lights in the sky. Now is the time that people see ghosts. Now is the time that people see the Tulwith Teg. But tonight, at this special time, we travel across the sea to the land of Texas. There its deserts, its parched places, are filled with beauty. Now a bustling state of great cities and great people. Long ago it was merely being settled. Not long after the great battle of the Alamo, where the Texans won their independence, a small town was founded called Aurora. It took the name Aurora, because when the sun fell and the moon rose, the sky was filled with stars. Those few hardy souls who chose that place to make their lives would look up at the sky and see a carpet of light, so beautiful, that they felt they could never leave again. Aurora. People for miles around would gather there, for there there was light even in the darkest night. A small church was founded, a school was built, and houses popped up along the horizon, and people would gather in the hotels and the inns, and a great community was formed. There was a festival every year in April, and in the year 1897, the festival of Aurora developed a special significance. On that night, that night of all nights, when the night was dark but still full of light, the people danced under the stars. Music played and people danced. Travellers from many miles had gathered to celebrate with the residents, for this was the great night of the year. But as midnight came and people started to walk back to their houses, tired but sated by a great day of celebration, something extraordinary happened. At the edge of the town, there was a windmill, owned by Judge Dre Proctor, one of the prominent residents of the town in that day. It rose and stretched to the sky, and even on windless days, it would turn slowly around, making a clicking sound that echoed through the town. When people travelled from far away, they always knew they were returning to Aurora when they saw the sight of the windmill. But on this night, just as the music stopped playing and the people returned to their houses, the night was filled with a noise not entirely of this world. It started far away, a whizzing, whistling whisper of a sound that fled upon the wind. People started to look up, look around, but no source of the sound could be seen. Then, then it came, a star brighter than all the others, moving so fast that people could not even follow it in the sky. The cows started to moo, the sheep started to bleat and become panicky in their stables, when suddenly what people said was some sort of aircraft whizzed along the top of the town.
Some people reported it looked like a cigar, others like it was a flying stone. It had windows embedded upon the side and bright lights upon its meaning. Suddenly it flew loud and round and low across the town, causing people to duck or throw themselves to the ground, when, without warning, it crashed right into the top of the windmill. A great explosion rent the air, and Judge de Proctor cried to the sky that his windmill had been destroyed. Parts of it flew all over the place, smashing windows, breaking doors. Luckily, no one was hurt. Well, no one of this world, anyway. When the dust had settled and the fire had burnt out, the people summoned enough courage to approach the old wreck of the windmill. And there they found parts of metal scattered all over the town. Some were big, some were small, and some were filled with what people said full of hieroglyphics that people could not understand. Small symbols that seemed to donate the stars or running water or green mountains of fire or people with strange-looking limbs wandering back and forth. A cry went up from the edge of the town and the sheriff called those who had gathered to him. For there on the ground, next to the church, a small body was found. There are few descriptions of this creature that fell to Aurora that night, only that it was small and wearing a strange one-piece costume. Some said its eyes were big and it had no hair, others say otherwise. But before the story became too prominent, the sheriff ordered the small figure to be put in a coffin and buried in the churchyard. People were told that on that night, the night of a crash, the Martian pilot had been found. The newspapers were filled with the story. They tried, first of all, to keep it a secret just among the residents. But soon, Texas was awash with news of the Martian pilot. People would ride for miles around to come to the town and visit the grave. Soon enough, one of the sheriff's men had to stand there day after night after day just to guard the grave from those curious onlookers. The time passed. The town grew. Symbols of what was seen that night started to be found all over the town as if the people of Aurora had developed their own secret language. Strange hieroglyphics upon the windows, upon the floor. What happened to the metal of the ship is not known. But in 1938, a court order was put out to dig up the grave of the Martian Corps pilot. But it was refused, and he lay there for many, many more years. Again in the 1970s, an organisation dedicated to the study of UFOs studied the grave plot, and many strange signals were found there. 
metals without magnetism. Maybe something that was not found on earth is under the grave and deep in the ground. In 1975, the headstone was stolen. The headstone that had carved upon it a strange hieroglyphic that looked mysteriously like the ship in which this pilot landed. But still it's there, to this day, in the town of Aurora, far away. Amazing, such a small place in a little part known of Texas could harbour such a secret. A secret known to few except those who choose to study this local law from far away. And us, those who have gathered here at the fire pit at the time between times, the time it's neither night nor day, but the sun is gone and the sky is grey. The grave is still there, my friends. The story is still told. Only recently strange metal fragments were found on the road nearby where the crash was purported to have happened. And still the town council declines any application to dig up the grave of the Martian pilot. So there we have it, my friends. Here, at the time between times, I have told you the tale of the Aurora Alien. If you're ever in that part of the world, and I would recommend that you do travel, it may be well worth a visit. Thank you again to Jay for that tale. I enjoyed reading it. Jay is one of my followers on Patreon. If you'd like to join him, I maybe suggest a tale that I could tell for you. You would be more than welcome. There's a special episode coming, my friends. Stand up from your place at the fire pit. Brush the dust from your clothes. Walk back into the woodland and feel the power bestowed. The power of a tale traditionally told. My name is Owen Staten and I am a storyteller. You can follow me on Twitter at Owen S. Griffiths. You can write to me at owenstaten at aol.com and do not forget to suggest your favourite tales that you would like to see included in the special bonus episode. If you're feeling really generous, you can buy me a coffee at www.coffee.com forward slash owenstaten or follow me on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash owenstaten7, just like Jay has done. Dioch am fawr o'r galon for all of you for listening. I appreciate every single one of you and it makes my place here far less lonely. I feel far more fulfilled. Thank you, my friends, and I will see you soon. Oh, yes, I have started my fire pit tales up on Twitter spaces on a Sunday night as well. So if you follow me on Twitter, you can be invited to sit at the tales that are told and enjoy them like we all do live on a Sunday night. Take care. No star.